helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. When was the last time you took a day and rested? I mean really, really rested. You detached from work, you didn't think about those emails you had to respond to, you put those devices down and you pushed aside that running to-do list in your head and just spent some time reflecting or spent some time with family and friends or maybe you connected with your community for the first time in a long time. If you're like me and have a hard time remember when, remembering when you last did this, or maybe you've done this recently but it's not part of your regular routine, then this show is for you. Today we're talking about sa- the Sabbath and mental health and we're going to discuss God's design for the Sabbath and why it's important for our mental health and for building resiliency. If you're joining us for the first time, my name is Melissa Waggett, and I'm the co-host of the Life Transformation Radio Show, and I want to extend a warm welcome to you. I am so excited that you have decided to join us this morning. If you want to find out more about this radio show or our services that we can provide for you, we encourage you to go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can always call us toll-free at one 877 544-3546 and we'd be happy to answer any questions you may have. And for those of you who are joining me again this week, I am so happy to have you on the other end of the radio. I love, um, and my co-host Michael loves this as well, hearing from you and your words of encouragement. Our faithful listeners um, bring us such joy each and every week and you really are an encouragement for us as we do this show. And I I said his name already, so you kind of already know who's in studio with me, but I do want to give a formal welcome. we got to keep this professional, right? Right. We have to be professional. (laughs) We have to be professional. We do this in studio with me each and every week is Michael Hart. And for those of you who don't know him, let me introduce him to you. He is an award-winning psychotherapist. He's registered in the province of Ontario. He provides counseling services through Elam Counseling Services. And most importantly, he's just a great guy. He's a really down-to-earth guy who loves learning. He loves thinking about problems that everyone experiences most every day. And what I love about Michael is he always does it from a Christian point of view and a Christian lens. And he does it with a smile and with humor. And I love getting to spend time with him each and every week in studio. And today is no exception. So, Michael, thank you so much for joining me again, for putting up with me, I should say, <laughs> as we go through this for listeners who've been with us over the years. But- Michael and I have spent a lot of time in studio together. So it's it's always fun to get to do this each and every week. You know, week. Melissa, as I listen to that introduction, I'm beginning to feel like this is a paid advertisement. <laughs> like maybe you're getting some kind of big Bucks to say all of those nice things Absolutely about Absolutely not. This is purely, <laughs> purely volunteer. And I do mean it sincerely. And I hope you um, experience that as you're listening to us. We have a lot of fun with this show. Absolutely. And we really want to paint a picture as we talk about issues each and every week that most importantly, we all go through it. And there's hope out there no matter what situation you find yourself in. Well, and part of coming to a place of healing is being real and honest and just talking about these issues that we all get to navigate in life just by the pure fact we're human and we're living on earth and um, and because of the broken fallen nature of the world that we all get to lovingly experience <laughs> as we navigate this stuff happens and this is what I love about the show we talk about the stuff the real stuff that yes. we see each and every week and this week's is no exception yes and as we talk about this week's show in preparing for this week's show 
I realized that I had to make some changes to my life. So this is one of the show that's really, I am speaking to myself, I am preaching to myself, I am realizing that I have to make changes to my life. Because in doing the research for this show, I realized that I I'm not as balanced in, in, in the way that I am doing things as I thought. So when we talk about this topic of the Sabbath and mental health, in the Bible, in Exodus 20, verse 8 to 10, God gave specific instructions as to the kind of balance we should have between our work life and our leisure life or or the rest of our life. And uh, and I'll just read what it says from verse 8. God said, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy servant, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor the stranger that is within thy gate. So as we navigate this very, uh, I, I would say this, this is, is a very loaded subject for a lot of people because immediately we start talking about Sabbath and a lot of people, their theological antennas uh, just went up to say, what are we going to be talking about today? Are we going to be telling people that they need to switch their day of worship or that they're they are supposed to change their churches or something like that? But let me just uh, put your minds at ease if you're listening. We are not going to get into the theological debate about which day is the right day. We are talking more about the principle of resting one day a week, whichever day that might be for you, because God specifically said that we needed to work six days and rest one day on the seventh day. So it's that principle that we want to talk about. And I think when we read the scripture, we realize that God in thousands and thousands of years ago was way ahead of unions, was way ahead of animal rights activists, because in this passage, even the animals were said to, to take a break on that day. So even before union began to advocate for workers' rights and for workers to have a day of rest and fair pay and all of that, God was already seeing what was good for mankind and giving instructions to people back then saying, you need to have a break. You need to take a day away from the stress and the busyness of life. And what is important is that as we begin to look at research that is now coming out, we are realizing that God was way ahead of the psychological research because what is being shown is that people in our generation is becoming more and more sick as a result of the busyness of their life and as a result of the fast pace of change. Uh, Forty years ago, a French doctor who taught at Harvard made uh, what I think is a kind of prophecy almost. And he said that the the fast 
pace of change that is is taking place in society is going to result in mental diseases that are likely to become more apparent in areas undergoing rapid cultural transitions. That was 40 years ago. Fast forward to the year 2000, in which a report from the World Health Organization said that five out of the ten leading causes of disability worldwide are mental conditions. And so what this French doctor predicted 40 years ago is, is now has now come to pass. And what, what is even more interesting is that the, the, the rate of depression is increasing every decade. The total share of disability caused by these mental illness, according to the World Health Organization, increased from 10.5% in 1990 to 12% in 1998. And it is expected to increase to 15% in 2020. So there is an escalation in the rate of which people are becoming mentally ill. So this show today is about a preventative preventing uh, mental health by having a balanced life. It's this model that we call prevention, prevention model of mental health. So this, in this approach, we are not waiting to become sick. We are saying that there are some changes that, needs to be, that need to, to be made in your life to create health and balance. And so you mentioned there the concept of this prevention model. I'm wondering if you can describe that a bit more. What does it actually say? And how does it parallel some of that instruction God has given us in the Bible, as you say, ahead of his time, like many things in there, related to the Sabbath and those principles? So the prevention model of mental health is saying that uh, people can begin to make lifestyle changes that promote good health and good mental health. And that things like getting enough rest, uh, exercising, uh, doing other things that are, are like mindfulness. A lot of what we do in spiritual circles by taking time to worship and to reflect on God is, is called mindfulness. It's a form of mindfulness. And these, uh, these, these things, uh, such as rest, sleep, mindfulness, exercise are all, have all been shown to increase to, to decrease the, the, the level of mental illnesses in people who practice them. And so as we talk about prevention, we are saying don't wait until you have to start taking a, a pill to realize that you're going down the wrong road. Start today. So if you're listening to my voice today and you're saying, well, there's nothing wrong with me, then this show is for you. Or even if there is something happening where you're already on that path where you have to be taking a pill, conditions can be reversed by lifestyle changes. So I think this prevention model uh, speaks to those who, who are not yet mentally ill, but the, the principles that are used in this model can also be beneficial for those who are going through mental illness by lifestyle changes. So Michael, you said off the top, part of today's show is speaking to yourself. Right. And... You're someone who's in the field, you know You know a lot of this stuff. So I'm wondering if you can paint the picture for someone out there, because I think sometimes our day-to-day becomes so day-to-day yes. that we don't even see what factors may be creating this environment where we aren't taking the time for rest, because it's just as 
This is my Monday. This、yes. is how it goes.、Mm-hmm. This is what's on my agenda. This is how it goes. I'm adding another thing, and it's so normal. We don't see how it's actually abnormal, and it can be adversely affecting us. So I'm wondering if you can paint a picture a little bit. What is our life? How is our life today? Yes, I think- impacting our ability to rest. Because sometimes people will say, "Well, I am resting. I sleep eight hours a day." Yes, but that's not what you're talking about in this Sabbath principle. Right, right. I, I think there is a sense in which our life has become.、Uh, it's like a, a wheel that is always turning, and there is there is less and less time to really detach and rest. Before the time of cell phone, when you were traveling in your car, you were disconnected from. Uh, work activities. You had a quiet time. You could sit. You could reflect on different things that's going on or changes that you need to make in your life. Today, there is not such a break. You're in your phone, but your boss can call you from work, or someone you know at the office can get in touch with you, or an email can come in from some customer. So you are away from work, but you're not really away from work. Today, you can be around the dining table with your family and still. Be focusing on what is going on in a board meeting three thousand miles away because of technology. So I think a lot of what is happening is that people, because of technology, are are now. Always on the go. So as we go more into this topic, you're going to be seeing that Sabbath is not just about resting, because you can be resting, sitting at your dining table, and still be working in your mind. So when God calls on us to keep the Sabbath day, oh holy, it, it's an action word that is implied there, and so it has to do with more than just not doing anything. And we'll talk more about that. But I think also, Melissa, the,、uh, what The the other problem today is that our minds are constantly stressed because we are always connected to the terrible things that are happening out there in the world, and these things are repeated over and over and over again. And we are listening to these things seven day a week, and it's no wonder that researchers are now saying that it might be healthy to take a fast. From news, because a lot of people are stressed because they're always listening to the negative things that are happening in the world, and it seems as if these things are more frequent because of we are hearing more about them and we become more anxious and more worried. When in fact they are not happening any more than before, but it's just that that we have become so so connected. That it seems as if they're happening, that that war is happening all around us every day. Yeah, I think I read somewhere in the past when you think about the amount of information we consume in a day, is more than the information someone a hundred years ago had in their lifetime. The yes, access yes. is just so profound,、right. and as you say, pervasive everywhere. Right. As long as you have an internet connection, you can you can know everything in an instant almost. Yes, and work is always on the go because before when you did. When when you when you did a job for someone, then they would mail the invoice to you, and you would have a time before you know that check came in. And but now the invoice is there right away, and the check has to be sent right away. And so it's almost as if there is there is no time in between activities. Everything is 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 fast and and connected and always happening. And so. We have sort of become a slave to technology. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Show, and this we are 
week we are talking about the Sabbath and mental health. If you've missed the first half of today's show, we encourage you to go to our website and listen to it. Our website is www.elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can always call us toll-free at one 877 And we'd be happy to connect you with a copy of today's show or answer any questions that you may have. So, Michael, we're just describing some of the situations we find ourselves in with this overwork state, this constant influx of information, the inability to disconnect basically from work because it's following us everywhere. But I'm wondering if you can describe some of those consequences of overwork. Well, we know about uh, occupational burnout, where a lot of people get to this place where they are going, going, going until their body gets to this point where it starts shutting down and saying, if you won't take a break to observe the Sabbath, to set aside that day when you do nothing, then we are going, my body, the body is saying, we're going to do it for you. Our cells are saying, we're going to do it for you. And so our cells begin to shut down and we have uh, chronic fatigue. We, we are unable to, to, to get up out of bed. We become depressed and we just have this hopelessness, this pervasive sense of hopelessness about life in general because we are burned out. So that's one of the risks, one of the dangers of overwork. So, so stress, uh, broken relationship or damaged relationship is also a result of of overwork because when we are working seven days a week and we are never taking a break, then what is happening is that our relationships are suffering. Our relationships with with uh, with with spouse with our spouse and with our children, those relationships end up suffering. And so, to justify work and to keep going at this fast pace, we have invented this uh, ridiculous concept of quality time. And quality time, I think, is just an excuse to say we can have it all. You know, we can work ourselves to death and still spend quality time with our family. But let me say that uh, it's an absurd concept because there is no quality time without quantity time, right? There is no relationship that is going to work if you say, you know what, I'm going to work... uh, all the hours in the week, and I'm going to give you two hours of my time at the end of the week. But picture yourself in a relationship with someone like that you're dating, right? You're just starting to date. I'm going to work uh, every single hour and do everything else, but I'm going to give you those two hours. But don't worry, those two hours are going to be such fantastic quality that, you know, it's just going to blow your socks off and we're going to be so much in love, right? <laughs> no relationship would ever get off the ground or survive. Uh, with, with that kind of uh, of of uh, an idea, so there is no quality time without quantity time. It has to be quantity as well as quality. That hit me in a really sensitive spot, Michael. I must admit, because I am someone who's bought into that concept a little bit of it. it's about the quality, not the quantity. But when you described it that way, of if you're in a relationship and it's like, I'll give you two awesome hours at the end. That hit me in a in a sore spot, but and I'm, I'm sorry, and I'm sure, Mason. No, no, no. And I, but this is again why I love the show because I think that's what I meant when I said we're in it, and it's so normal for us, and we buy into the cliches to make it fit what we're doing. But when you actually unpack it, it's bananas. Yes, there, there there's a book that I was reading in preparing for this show, and it's about the Ten Commandment principles for everyday living. 
And one of the things that the, the example in the book that it gave was of this young girl who was asked, what would you prefer? Would you prefer for your, your father to be home just two hours uh, for the week where he's going to spend those two hours just doing things with you and no interruption is just with you? Or would you prefer for your, your father to be home 10 hours for the week where you are, when you're practicing your music, he's in the other room, but he's listening. When you want to talk with him, you can go in and you know he's, he's there and you just have his presence. And this, this young girl said, I would prefer to have that 10 hours with him being in the home. So it, there is no such thing as just quality time. I think it has to be quality and quantity. And I think the, 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 the things that make us bond is not necessarily the planned things that we do where we say, okay, now I'm going to focus on little Johnny or I'm going to focus on my wife. No, it's in the course of a day where you are together. And so that's why I think that the Sabbath, having that time where you detach and focus on, on family and resting is so important. And so I'm wondering if we can spend some time there and to begin to describe how do we see the Sabbath played out in the Bible and what are the implications in terms of how God's designed it for us? It's interesting that the Sabbath is the only day that God named, right? And it, it's it's the, a day when he did nothing. It, it's really a, a, a strange concept if you think about it. He had all of these days when he did these miraculous works and he created these wonderful things and he didn't go, wow, I created, you know, the mountains the and I made the sun. Let's name this day Sunday or, <laughs> you know. Michael with the jokes. But exactly, he made the sun one day. But that's a really great point. Like he, but he rested. Yeah. And on that day, he said, this is a day that I'm going to name. It is special. And when I, I, I researched this and I, and I thought and reflected on it more, what I'm realizing is that God is sending us a strong message in naming the resting day. Because what he's saying is that the things that you see, the material things, the wealth that this world contains is not all important. The, the wealth does not supersede relationships with people and with God. And so, I, in, 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 in a sense, this worshiping of the, this naming of the seventh day as the Sabbath is a way of saying, take your eyes of the things that I have created, of the material things, and turn them onto more meaningful things. So as I think the Sabbath is saying to us that we need to, to take that day away from trying to create more wealth and to accumulate more things and to focus it on the things that are more meaningful and more lasting. So when I when I when I say the things that are more meaningful, things like relationships relationships with our children, relationships relationships with our spouses. These things are important. But how we live our lives today, Melissa, how we live our lives today, we, we sort of make it seem as if work is everything and then the time that we have left we give it to our children if any and we we and, and accumulating material things is all important and then we whatever residue of time is left we give it to relationships but god is saying no 
relationship is important. The Sabbath day is important and you need to have a whole day that you take away from the, the pursuit of material things and focus it on these, these, these more meaningful things. I think it's also important to notice that the way we live our lives give a, we live our life give a lesson to our children. So when you live a life that say material things are more important and I'm going to work myself to death accumulating these material things and I might go to church if I have the time. I might spend some time with you little Johnny if I have the time or you know we might have a date night if I have the time. What this is actually saying is that work and material, this is teaching our kids that work and material things are more important than family and relationship. So it's no wonder that when our children uh, become adults and we become old, that they return us the same favor. They're saying, I'm too busy for you, dad. I'm too busy for you, mom. I have to accumulate that enough money to have that dream home home and go on those dream vacations, but I don't have time for you right now. I'll see you if I have the time. Where did they learn that message? Why are our nursing homes so full of parents who, who of older people who haven't seen their children for sometimes months and, and in some instances years? Because a lot of these parents live their lives the same way where they sent the message that relationship was not important. Material things were, material things are more important. And I think it's, it's something that is eating away at the fabric of our society where this message have become so embedded in, 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 in our soul that we sacrifice everything on the altar of materialism. And so I I wish we had more time to go into the rest of the show today, but I think we're going to have to do this show in two parts because I have some other interesting things here that I want to cover and we are not going to be able to go through. But just let me say that when we have things like the retreat, one of the reasons why we see so much fantastic things happen at the healing retreat that we have, because it is truly a time where people are able to disconnect from the phones and from the distraction of life and to focus their attention on meaningful things like their relationships that they have been avoiding and, and not dealing with and, and focusing it also also on God. And I think that's a good place to say maybe in next week's show we can cover those concepts because yes. as you say, this is such a habit. And the other piece that comes with focusing on our relationships and stopping the noise is sometimes those things that we've been ignoring come up to the surface. So I wonder if we can talk about that next yes, week as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Next week we'll, we'll get into that. And so we work ourselves literally to death because when we keep working and working and suppressing those things that needs attention, we pay the consequences for that. And so next week we'll we'll talk more about that and and some of the strategies for avoiding those those pitfalls. So I want to remind you again to continue to to pray for this ministry. If you're new to, to Elim, you can if you you can go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M counseling with two L's ministry.com. We're a counseling organization that provides professional counseling from a Christian perspective. And we also do a number of things like uh, community events such as seminars, workshops, and also healing retreat. 
And so if you want to find out more, again, go to our website. But you can also call us at one 544 would, If you need help or you need to ask a question about anything that we have covered on this show today. We would also like to remind you that we have... Uh, maybe 150 other shows that we have done that can be accessed on our website at elimcounselingministry.com on a variety of topics. So today in this show, we mentioned about some of the symptoms of burnout. If you'd like to find out more about that, then you can go to the show our show on burnout and you will find a number of interesting uh, information there that can help you to prevent this from happening. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. I'm Melissa Waggett. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.